It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. What a day to be rocking and rolling in the Ozarks. I'm Chip Souza. This is the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm joined by a full house today, Ricky Fires, Paul Boyd, Henry Apple, and Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. Our team is loaded. We're healthy. Ricky, we're all healthy. We're ready to rock and roll. Man, we're in week seven, which is one of my favorite numbers. I was born on the 7th, February 7th. You guys told me that big 1891. birthday. 1891. Now, it's more, this century. <laughs> 1901. But, man, yeah, can you believe it? Now we're in week seven. I, I cannot believe it. And we're down to the final three weeks of the regular season of the high school football, and it's been, it's been great. Um, so, Leland, we're going to start with the game that you had down there. Um, what a, you know, what a just absolute – I can't think of a – Another way to describe it, Lena, but a just a gut punch um, that Northside took from from Conway uh, Friday night. Well, that's that's a that's a pretty appropriate way to uh, to um, to describe it. You know, Northside had two fourth down uh, opportunities in the fourth quarter. One was a fourth and two when they trailed in the game, uh, and they made a yard. Uh, I thought it was close enough for measurement. They didn't even measure. They just uh, looked at it, gave the ball to Conway. So I thought it was, I, you know, I thought it was close. Okay. Much closer than that. Was it like the Tennessee game? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and then three plays later, yeah. Northside uh, Pumzavoy intercepted a pass. Sunquist Church went 23 yards, and uh, you know, and they scored anyway. So right. that one's kind of a wash. Right. Uh, and then they force a punt, and now they've got a fourth and one at Conway's 19 with 2.17 left. They go for it, and they measure, and they are short. Conway goes 81 yards and scores with 22 seconds left, and they win 23-21. Now, Leland, did you also say that Conway did this with no timeouts? That is correct. No timeouts. They used all of their timeouts on the uh on north side's drive yeah preserve some time um and they um they did have the benefit of a pass interference penalty you know which in a case like that 15 yards is is a lot yeah it is is. uh so that that obviously helps some uh and then scored with 22 seconds left on a one yard run by uh donovan amalo omalo omalo well, Leland, so you take a look. Northside has two losses now, right, in, in, in conference play. They have two losses. Yes, two uh, and two. And they stood toe-to-toe with Bryant in the first half, had chances inside the Bryant – in the red zone, had chances in the red zone, um, including at least four downs inside the five, right, Leland, and, and couldn't, couldn't score. They uh, had three chances inside the one. Wow. Um, and so here again Friday night, it's uh, – I don't remember who coined the phrase, but it was deja vu all over again. Northside with a chance to deliver the knockout blow and could not, just could not deliver the knockout blow. A first down there, the game's game over. It's it's game over. Absolutely. Uh, and, yes. Uh, then it's, then it's, you kneel, take a knee three times and celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't, don't turn around and, you know, spike the ball on fourth down. Uh, but that's another story. Anyway, so Northside Northside uh, comes up short in a in a big game against Conway, twenty three twenty one. Now, this is this Northside Ricky could look at this two ways. They could look at it like, "Woe is me, we don't know how to finish games, whatever." 
they could also look at it like this is not going to happen again. You know, we're, you know, this situation presents itself again. We're going to go at this a different way. Yeah, you know what? They're still five and two. Yeah. And all you got to do is you got to, um, you know, if you're you're the coach and you just break that down and say, guys, man, if we just get that little bit more push, if we can just keep them legs turning just a little bit more, they could be what eight and uh, seven and one. Uh, they could, six well, and one. they could be undefeated. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, if they score well, against Bryant, Bryant Rick, yeah. I mean, they're I mean, they're you know they're right there in that game. So Leland, this week. Northside, it does not it does not get any easier for them. They have to go on the oh. road to North Little Rock. Yeah, this was what we talked about with Coach Fleur. You know, they, they recorded back-to-back shutouts against Central and Catholic. Right. But then came Conway, North Little Rock, and Cabot, which yeah. is the – that's the three-game stretch that is going to determine their their playoff seedings. Right. Uh, you know, we can pretty much say they're in the they're playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs, right. They're going to uh, and the great thing about it is they, for the most part, still, you know, hold their fate in their own hand because if they do, and it's going to be tough to go to North Little Rock and win, yes. then they're back home against Cabot, which is another game that is winnable, winnable. even though it's against a very good opponent. opponent. Right. But if they win both of those games, uh, then they close out against Southwest now they're looking at the third seed, right? Which puts them on the same side as the uh, as the two uh, in the West, which so, is probably going to be Bentonville. You know, so again, it's um, you know, they're they're in they're still in very good shape, right? Uh, as far as the postseason uh, season and the the seedings and everything. Now, Henry, I'm going to chase a rabbit around the corner here, real quick. When will we know? Here comes Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> when will we know if Northside is going to be in the West Conference? When will we for know football? that? For football? When Everything will we know depends that? on Little Rock Catholic. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and right now it's not looking good because okay. uh, Catholic uh, is winless this year. They need to win if my – I don't have my math. Right, in front I know. Of me. I'm kind of throwing you a curveball uh, here, but I thought they have to win a a playoff game to get two points and get the push to Back remain in. seven eight. Okay, so, I think they only need one point. So if they have a winning conference record, but again, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So now we have to. They need to win a playoff game, and here's where that opportunity can present itself. We have. Catholic, we have Central, we have Southwest, all there winless, and you know somebody's got to get in there. Yeah. You know, let the uh, best man set forward again, and everybody's going to step back. We're not calling these <laughs> pillow fights anymore. If you're winless, you're not. It's not a pillow fight; it's a dryer sheet fight. Well, two 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 of the teams are going to take a step back, and, yeah. and you kind of automatically take a step forward. Yeah, right? exactly. So well, if they finish, if they finish as the sixth seed, they are going to go to the third seed from the West, and they would have to win that game to be to stay in 7A. And right now that looks like Rogers. It, it, it looks like it could be Rogers, but it could be West. Yeah, and it yeah. still could be Bentonville. It still just, could be just, Bentonville, yeah. These next three weeks are going to be very interesting right. in the 7A West. Right. So, uh, and what we're talking about, if, if you're just listening to the show for the first time, it's a competitive uh, equity uh, plan that was uh, approved by the Arkansas Activity Association that would affect private schools and what classification they play in. We know, you know we've talked about this on this podcast before. We we know for a fact, like in five A, we know Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christian they're going to be going to six A. We 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 know that that's a done deal. They've already surpassed the point totals. They're going to go. 
We know Shiloh Christian's going to go from 4858 because they now have secured a winning record in conference based on their win last week. That was their magic number was one. They've already done that. Not No big surprise. Uh, they're going to be well over their 10 points. Um, so they're going to be going to 5A. The question here is, and Little Rock Catholic has uh, always chosen to play in 7 and 7A, even when their enrollment would suggest that they not play in 7A. Uh, but they've always chosen to, and from – all indications we've gotten is when that, that, that comes back around again, they're not going to choose to stay, to stay in 7A. They're going to they're gonna take the drop. Um, so it's a lot of things that can happen, but it, we won't know anything until after this football season ends, I guess, in December. Yeah, or even the first week of the playoffs. We may know something by then. Yeah. So uh, if, if, if Catholic were to go ahead and take that drop to 6A, which there would be no, no doubt I would do that, uh, although 6A – could be considered tougher than 7A in some places. Well, but 6A West. Yeah. yeah. What will be interesting is if Catholic falls. Yeah. And if they fall to 6A, will you already have Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christian going up to 6A? Right. That means we're going to have 19 schools in two conferences. That's right. It's, it's going to make things interesting. Yeah, there's three three schools that are going to be that that are that are in the hanging in the balance here. So it will be, but we're of course we're all up here, we're hopeful that Northside and Southside would be in the same conference, which yes. they should be in the same conference. But, you know, being the structure the way that it is, um, you know, they had to split them, and, and uh, nobody's happy with it. Nobody, nobody's happy with Especially it. Especially when they're two schools two miles apart. Right, right. Nobody's happy with it, but it, it, it is what it is. So, anyway, um, I, like I said, I, I went around, chased a rabbit around the corner there. I'm coming, coming back around, and uh, we're going to bring back up games that were played Friday night. So Leland had a good game. He's, you know, it was a great game there. Um, you know, good game for Conway. They win by two. I was over at Fayetteville Friday night and I uh, talked to Leland about this earlier wow. today. And Leland dropped some knowledge on me, Rick, that was, uh, it almost made me drive, drive off the That's road. That's not unusual. Not unusual at all. So Fayetteville beat Bentonville in the head to head of what to me are the two best teams in the seven, a West. Now, yes, just looking at it, with three weeks to go, that's what I think. Uh, not that that matters for much. But let's say that it, it goes and, and finishes up that way. If Fayetteville wins out, which, Leland, you would agree with me, they should win out. They should win out. Uh, this, this would be their first outright conference championship in football, Ricky, since 1963. Wow. <laughs> and they've won state championships since exactly. then. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's exactly. amazing. That that is a nugget. That's yeah. a big that's a boulder. Yeah. Thank you, Leland. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no boulder. idea. They've they've it's a mountain. Uh when I mentioned that to Casey Dick today at the at the uh luncheon, um he was like, You have got to be kidding me. Nineteen sixty three? How can that even be possible? And I said, well, now I'm not saying Fayetteville hadn't shared a conference championship somewhere outright, in that time. Outright. But this is outright we're number one and you're not, 1963. Wow. Now, Leland, of course, also, you know, the guru of the gridiron and the well, sultan anybody of stats, knows, it'd be Leland. He, knows. he also <coughs> said, Leland, I'm going to speak for you here. You said, Leland, since 1946, right, when the AAA divided teams into districts or conferences. Yes. Fayetteville has only won in football 10 conference titles. That includes sharing conference titles or outright any – form of conference championship only 10 
since 1946. Well, see, I believe that because I, uh, I know Springdale would dominated them for decades when Gerald Williams was there. Fayetteville was not renowned, well-known for football. Right. But, man, they sure have come up in the last, you know, what, 10 years or so. Now, also Friday night, Fayetteville ended a 17-year losing streak against Bentonville in regular season play. 17 years. So is this another Leland thing? Do you have anything original you can add to this? I found that one out. <laughs> okay, somebody else beside Leland told okay. me that. But <laughs> Man, you just soak it up, though. i got to give you credit. Hey, I'm not above stealing information no, from somebody. I don't somebody. blame you. Yeah. That's, Bar- that's pretty remarkable yeah. in itself. Yeah. yeah. So 17 years, Fayetteville has not beaten Bentonville in 17 <clears throat> years until Friday night. So, Anyway, I was at the game Friday night. Leland, it was electric atmosphere. Yep. Ricky, it was electric. Uh, the just, stands were packed. Just what we thought it would just be. Just what we thought it would be. Fans, it was packed on both sides. Great, terrific atmosphere for a high school game. Fireworks, the whole everything. Fayetteville wins at forty-two thirty-four. That is, they had the most dominating second half performance on defense I've seen in a long, long time. Bentonville had zero net rushing yards in the second half. None. With Ficklin at uh, running back. None. Wow. <laughs> None. That's, he, wow. Yeah. He had six carries for like, I don't know, nine yards in the second half, and then uh, Wright was sacked a couple of times for like minus 15 yards. Anyway, it all added up to nothing in the second half. And that leads into our player of the week, uh, yes. Mr. Jackson, Jackson Taylor, Taylor. Jackson with an X, who was also recognized today at the luncheon. He should have had two defensive touchdowns, got tackled at the one on a fumble return. Uh, mm-hmm. Dang, got that close. That, yeah. Yeah, didn't get in, but it did set up their first score. Or Bentonville was driving for what would have been a 21 nothing lead at the time. They scored two touchdowns in the, less than the first three minutes of the game, nine minutes and 12 seconds in, uh, left in the first quarter. They were up 14 nothing, uh, and, and was had gotten the ball back and looked like they might go at 21. And then a fumble. Ficklin was stripped of the ball on the sideline. Taylor takes it down the sideline, gets knocked out at the one, then they score. But he did his pick six in the in the fourth quarter or third third quarter. Third quarter. Uh, swung the momentum in that game, there's no question. Fayetteville was already dominating the game. But they were still behind. His pick six gave Fayetteville the lead for the first time, and they just dominated. So, I mean, they absolutely dominated the second half. Isn't that something the game changed on? I mean, fairly high-scoring game, but still yet the game changed on a defensive, uh, what do you call it, pick six? Yeah, pick six. Yeah, yeah. so I, lo- I love to see those defensive plays from these guys. I'm glad we're able to give them credit because we pay too much attention uh, to the quarterbacks and receivers. Nice to see these guys get the credit for the defensive plays they well, make. Well, like I said today, Ricky, at the luncheon, and Leland, you'll appreciate this, you know, here in the here in the lunch the luncheon when we recognize the players of the week, here's our players of the week lately have been have been <clears throat> Bladen Fike, Pretty Boy, long flowing hair. Yeah. Not let's not you know, let's don't touch him, stay yeah. clean. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, and, and, and quarterbacks and that kind of thing. Well this week we had a real football player. Yeah, we had a real football player come in this week as the player of the week. A defensive guy who red hair and just smacks people around. And picks up big ugly, and he's. Well, I wouldn't say ugly, but but worse you know, than me. He's he not a pretty boy quarterback. Okay, you know, yeah, I know the type. You know, he, he, he doesn't look like sun, sunshine from Remember the Titans. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, but a big big thing for him. Now, he's got four interceptions, and Casey Dick said he had two picks against North Little Rock that should, could have been returned for touchdowns mm-hmm. um, that he didn't didn't score on, but two yeah. big pick, two big interceptions. 
So anyway, good for him, good for Fayetteville. But I tell you what was I thought was to me Henry was very impressive. Uh, Steve Jansky's son is a sophomore. I cannot I've gone blank on his name because Fayetteville has Jansky. Yeah, Jansky. They have you know three number threes and three number tens and yeah, three number I never whatever. Watched, yeah. You know whatever. Uh, I just know his name's Jansky, sophomore, and he absolutely whipped the Bentonville offensive line in that second half. He whipped them up and down the field. I hear his name a lot. I'm like yes. you. Uh, I hear on the PA, Jansky on the yeah. tackle, Jansky on the tackle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He he uh, he absolutely whipped uh, Bentonville, including Henry, the Arkansas commit Sua. Sua. Joey Sua. Whipped him. Whipped him. Whipped him. And so, uh, you know, Bentonville, Bentonville, I guarantee you, Jody Grant was not a happy camper when that game ended. And you can better believe that those boys spent a lot of time in the film room this week, and they spent a lot of time on the practice field this week getting that stuff straightened out because you cannot have that. So, oh, we'll see. They got Rodgers. And they got Rodgers this week, which, you know, I think, you you know, Ricky, I said Fayetteville most improved team in 7A. I still stand by that. They've now won four in a row. But I tell you what, Rodgers, right, not, not bad. They, they were a good, you know, they were a yeah. good team last year. But this year, I, Paul, they're a better team this year than they were last year because they have a stout running game. This well, year. that and also again, their defense has gotten better, it's better. and better. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? Last year they were you know, Swiss cheesy a little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, you know. Let's see, the offense was they were more offensive oriented. Yeah. Uh, so their defense was outscoring the other team. But, you know, that's the NBA that I like. You know, it's yeah. just going to outscore you. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Leland, we also uh, want to mention too before we, before we let you get out of here. Greenwood with a big, <clears throat> impressive win on the road at a, a much improved Russellville team. Uh, big win there. Leland looked like uh, you know Hunter Houston had a pretty good game, but that wasn't the story of that game. Leland, what was the story of that game? Well, I think the story of that game would have to be. Um, um, Gosh, five foot eight, hundred and forty-five pounds, Sebastian Crumb yes. with twenty-one tackles. Yes, sir. Yes, twenty-one. Sir. And uh, it was a five foot eight talking to him Ooh. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, five foot eight, and he just laying the smack all <laughs> over Russellville. What position? At wherever he wants to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. He's normally a free safety. Now, they moved him down, obviously, to play a little more run defense against Russellville, which is a, uh, you know, they're a run-oriented team this year, unlike last year when they were a pass-oriented team. So, uh, big game by then. I think the biggest thing for Greenwood is they're starting to get somewhat healthy. Yeah. You know, they have started three quarterbacks this year who have won games for them, which wow. is just phenomenal. Wow. Now, this week, Rick – Benton, uh, Greenwood goes to Benton. That's going to be a very tough game. Uh, but I, I learned a long time ago: you never count out Greenwood. Never, never count out the dogs. And of course, you know we're. I'm a little bit, always a little bit mixed when Greenwood and Benton play. Our man play. Brad, our Harris. man Brad Harris is the head football coach at Benton, and we'll always love us some Brad Harris. I don't care where he's the head football coach of, as long as it's not Texas, right? He'd be, he'd be okay. Exactly. He might be the new coach at LSU. Who knows? Uh, it's up for yeah, grabs. It's up for grabs. Uh, but anyway, then Leland also another what I thought very interesting game. Not the final score because I knew that I knew Boonville was going to win. Uh, they spotted. Uh, this is like racing the fastest guy in your class, and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to give you a ten yard head start," and they still walk you down, you know, twenty yards from the <laughs> from the finish line. That's what that's what Boonville did to to Baptist Prep. They spotted them a little head start. Said, "Go ahead, get on out there, go get you a little head start. Go ahead." And then they just walked them down. Boonville 61-21 in this one after trailing 14-0. Uh, ran, ran them down. 
ran them down. Ran them down. Yeah, ra- How yeah. many rushing yards in that game? Well, 400? so they had four backs go over yeah. 100 yards. Yes. Talk about that, Leland. Well, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, Baptist Press t- Prep took the opening kickoff and scored, got an onside kick and scored. Uh, Boonville fumbled, so they have a chance to go up 21 to nothing in the first quarter. Boonville ran eight offensive plays in the first quarter. Yeah. And then they scored on nine straight possessions. (laughs) Uh, So if you're wondering about Class 3A, we have talked about this a lot and we'll continue to talk about it. You know, Class 3A is an absolute landmine. It doesn't matter which way you turn. The the 3A playoffs are going to be phenomenal. Love it. They're going to be phenomenal. And then Leland also, Leland, I'm I'm going to also let our listeners know you got a really great, great nugget. in your River Valley report that will be in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the 3A1 conference is an absolute madhouse uh, behind Charleston. It, it, is, it, is a, it is a jumbled mess that, uh, Henry, they're going to need an abacus, all their fingers and toes, uh, calculators. It's going to be crazy because there are now five teams <laughs> tied for second place in the 3A1. Of course, they're way behind Charleston, but – you know, that race for number two, three, four, you know, those, those are good, you know, especially, yeah, yeah, important seedings. So it's just a jumbled mess. And Leland, I, I want to make sure I got this right. Cedarville, Hackett, Lavaca, who am I missing? Lincoln. Lincoln. And there's one other one I've, I've gone blank. Is it Mansfield? Uh, no. Uh, um, West Fork. West Fork. West Fork. West Fork, West Fork. Are all West two Fork. and two. All two and oh, two. In the wow. You know, most conferences, you look at the schedule and you think, ooh, that's a big game this week. In the 3A1, every game, every <laughs> week is, is going to have a it bearing is. on the playoffs. Exactly. Not only berths, but, you know, seedings as yes. well. Yeah, so it's just crazy. Five teams there are tied for second with the, going into the final three weeks of the season. So you're How right, How many teams Leland? get to go to playoffs in that conference? Four. Five. Five. They get five this year, and the third is at home. Okay, so that's big. It's it's yeah. big, big, that's big, big. Um, so that's crazy. And of course, uh, the 3A4, Leland, you're going to be at the game of the year in 3A. Uh, maybe maybe not the game of the year, but it might be the game of the year. When you're going to have might be Paris still has Perryville this week, which um, I, you know is still pretty decent too. So there's a there's a spoiler alert possible there. Yeah. So, so if it, but if it shakes out, you know, the way it looks like it could shake out, you're going to have Paris Boonville in week nine, and that that's going to be that'll be a great game. Um, looking in the four A, um, Henry, the team I thought that might give Ozark the most trouble in that conference was Mina, and man, Ozark just absolutely ran all over them. I watched the replay on that one, and oh my goodness, they just ran <laughs> yeah. all over them. Gave them a hey. In Ozark, I I think I can get away with saying this. That was a country whooping. It was. It totally was. So uh, Ozark, I, I mean, I, I don't see anybody standing in the way of Ozark. I know you know Pottsville maybe has has you know a chance maybe, but I don't I don't I don't think anybody will stand in the way of Ozark. And the four A one, of course, this week, you know, I mean, we knew Elkins was still going to have a good team. You know, even after they had a coaching change, and then when they had that coaching change, they went down and plucked the uh, the offensive coordinator away from Greenwood, brought him in, Zach Watson. He found a sophomore running back, Deshaun Chairs, who Leland is he either leading the state or he's in the top two or three uh, in the state in rushing leaders. 
Uh, yeah, I think he was number two last time I looked after the running back from Cersei. Uh, okay, so he's he definitely won the top backs, and he is just a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, Zach Watson, he's you know doesn't take a lot to be smarter than me, and certainly not smarter than Ricky. But he he knew early on, hey, turn around and give the ball to number two. Let him, you know, let him do his thing. Well, I was talking to Jeff Conaway. They're playing Elkins. Yeah, the shallow. unbeaten Elks. You're right. You're correct. I said, man, I had not seen this Cheris kid. I keep uh, uh, hearing about him. Uh, give me a description. One word, explosive. Explosive, yeah. Yeah. They see the number on his back a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He starts off in the backfield, then you see number two end up in the end zone. Yep. Explosive. Now, I don't think Elkins will hang with Shiloh, but I tell you what, Elkins. Not many teams Not do. many teams will. But, but again, in that 4A1, you're going to have that battle for, for the number two with Gentry, who, who you know, they, 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 they hung with Shiloh pretty, a little yeah. bit, played pretty good. Prairie Grove, who hung with Shiloh pretty good in the first yeah. half. And Elkins, you know, one of those teams is going to be the two seed and one's going to be, what, the four seed. You know, and that's going to be a pretty good four, a pretty good four seed yeah. of whoever that is. So you know, the four A one is is uh is is really 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 tough. And uh, you know, this will be you know this this will be a good test this week for Elkins to measure where they are uh, against you know a juggernaut you know shallow Christian. Isn't which, this a fun time of year when we got all these questions? Uh, what hey, we call up? it the nitty gritty going down to the stretch right here. Yeah. So much still to be determined. Yeah. Now, Leland, we got. I know you're probably you're probably well more versed about the whole five A than we are, but Farmington makes a big road trip this week. They go down to Greenbrier again, you know, un, undefeated, right, Leland? Yep. Undefeated, um, and by a lot of people's account, maybe the the best team in the five A West this year. Although I saw Valonia play a couple weeks ago, and I, I think they're pretty good. Uh, but does Farmington have a chance, Leland? Think we lost, we lost him. him. Oh, we, we lost him. We lost him. We lost him. He bailed on us. So Farmington, but Ricky, here's the thing about Farmington. They've had back-to-back shutouts. Their defense, you saw them play week before last, and you said they had gotten a, a, a kid who'd been injured uh, for them that came back for them uh, that's that's probably had a big impact. Yeah. Uh, um, the kid, uh, the linebacker, he was hurt. He had a hip pointer or something early in the year. Number 44, the linebacker there, good shield. Uh, no. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Number forty-four. Yeah, how's that? There, Junior there linebacker. There you um, go. He he is massive all over the field, and uh, yeah, they've gotten better. But man, another tough uh, test for the uh, Cardinals. It will be. It will be. And you know what it's going to come down to is you know uh, Farmington. Uh, you know when they played Valonia, they had some turnovers, um, mm-hmm. and their defense got there in that game. They got gouged. Their court, you know the Valonia quarterback you know threw for seven touchdown passes that night. So. Um, I don't know if, if Greenbrier is as explosive as Valonia is, but they're a pretty good team. So Farmington will have a tough road game. But you know what? They won a tough road game this year already in the 5A West. They went up to Harrison, Harrison to beat them. Sure so, um, you know, they're, they're no stranger to that. So that's what we have got going on in, uh, in football. But, Paul, we're going to kick it over to you because not the best games Woo-hoo. are not just being played on the football field. They're being also being played on the court. And you, again, saw a terrific volleyball match on Tuesday night. Just fantastic. And not, not a real surprise. I mean, uh, the last time Harbor and, and uh, Fayetteville hooked up uh, five sets, Harbor wins 2018 in that one. Well, we went five sets again last yep. night. Yep. Uh, Harbor wins again. A little bit, 15-8 in the in the uh, fifth set. Took uh, 
went out, scored the first three or four points, and really kind of hit the accelerator and moved on. I mean, uh, really kind of dominated that fifth set. But man, what a two two really good teams. Now Harbor, um, they're no longer undefeated. They did lose a game. They played in a very very tough tournament over in Missouri on Saturday. Uh, got beat in the semifinals of that tournament, uh, but. They came back and won the third place game and beat a very good Nixa Missouri team. And I know, you know, uh, uh, you know, you never want to lose a match, you know. But even you know, losing the match to come back and beat a Nixa team, you know, in the in the in the third place game is a it's a, that's a confidence boost walking out of the gym. Oh no, no question, no question. Uh, Nixa is a, a really good team, class four. The that's the second largest class in in Missouri. They were the uh, state runner up. A year ago, and and they'll battle again. Uh, Harbor, just such a complete team. Yeah, you know we, t- you know he's talking about defense, and we we like to talk about quarterbacks and running backs in in uh, football. Well, we t- likes to talk about the hitters in in volleyball too. Well, they got Harbor's got Josie McCroskey, and I'm telling you, she's probably probably the best defensive player. Uh, you know. Maybe, maybe in the state. Was I mean, she? Did she have a uh, a brother who played baseball for Harbor? I, I think that, Mac, that might, Mac, Mac McCroskey. Mac McCroskey. That may be. Don't know if it's a brother not, or not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it's, brother. It's yeah. not not a common name, so it very well could be. You know, very well could but, be a brother. Uh, she, she is phenomenal, and, there, and there's no question who the better athlete would be in that group. It'd be her. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. And just ask her; she'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, anyway, so we've got some big volleyball now. Fayetteville and Benton, uh, Harbor have played twice. Yes, Paul, it would be no surprise to see them play again. Uh, uh, I would say it is likely that they will meet again in Hot Springs here in a little more than a week. Exactly in the in the state championship. So we got that going on. Um, we also had some uh, over overall uh, tennis played. Um, I believe it was yesterday. It might have been Monday. They played Monday and Tuesday. Monday yeah. and Tuesday. And uh, I saw where, huh, no surprise, the Rogers girls double team, uh, Looters and uh, uh, Jenna Kate. Jenna, yeah, yeah Bonnert. Jenna Kate Bonnert and, uh, and Grace Looters uh, won their overall uh, in the doubles. And I didn't see, I didn't see who else won. Henry, did you see any of that? I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see. How all those results came out uh, for I, the tennis. I saw where uh, Bentonville West Cassie Cervantes got to the championship match, but I, I didn't see afterwards who won that one. Right, right. Um, so anyway, uh, all the fall sports, of course, are uh, are wrapping up. We we've, we've now had state champions crowned in tennis, golf. Uh, we've got uh, cro- uh, volleyball state Coming tournaments up. starting next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Thursday. Now, last week we told you that the 6A state volleyball tournament was all going to be played at Southside because the Northside Arena wasn't going to be finished. They've been able to get it finished enough. Not so fast. Not so fast. They've been able to get it finished enough where it passed city inspection in Fort Smith. We're going to play. They're going to play there. Um, Now, will they play any at Southside? They will will play both, yes. They they will play, if I recall, they will play Tuesday and Thursday at Northside. Okay. They will play Wednesday at Southside. At Southside. Okay. Get Playing a chance, in both arenas. Yeah, get a chance to showcase. You know, I talked with uh, Mike Beaumont this morning, and, you know, he gives them a chance to showcase both facilities, really nice new facilities. Right. And uh, should be fun. Right. Um, so, and then the 4A, uh, of course, the 4A will be hosted by Shiloh Christian. The 4A State uh, Volleyball Tournament will be played uh, in Springdale at Shiloh Christian. So, we've got that going on. 
And then uh, also uh, Henry in the tennis and the girls overall. Cervantes did win the girls overall singles. Um, and then uh, Luders, and of course Luders and uh, and Bonert, Bonert, uh, they swept but six one six one in the finals of the girls overall uh, yesterday down in Little Rock. So we've got that going on. Uh, also Henry got going on here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have the state cross country meet. Uh, that'll be held at Oaklawn Park down in Hot Springs, and Henry Henry will be going down to cover the six A. Well, the, actually the whole day one, the day one portion of the cross country meet. Um, down in Hot Springs, yeah. so got that going on. Which will be 6A, then goes to 1A, and then goes to 2A. So. On that first day, on that Thursday. Now, uh, they split up the cross country. They used to run it all, you know, all, every classification on the same day on that Saturday or fr- Friday. Um, but but when COVID came in, they've, they've split it up so that you don't have as big a crowds there at one time and crowds of runners, so they split it up. So they'll have, you said, the 6A, 1A, 2A on – Thursday, mm-hmm. and then the other classifications on Friday, all down at Hot Springs at Oklahoma Park. So uh, busy, busy uh, fall seasons are, are, are wrapping up uh, soon. And, of course, high school football is into the final three weeks of the regular season, and then we'll have the playoffs coming up. So, rap- you know, rapidly fall – you know, basketball has started for the small schools. Yes. It started this week, yeah. actually. Yeah. Special, uh, special little shout-out there to David Farrell, who had the court yep. uh, at the new school. Named for him, and uh, you know he's built that program over there from from the first board from the start. Yeah, from the start from the first board hammered into the into their own uh, gym over there to where they are now. They've been back to back, maybe three straight, but I know two straight twenty win seasons. Well, they also in and uh, Monday they also got their first uh, senior high girls varsity win because they, they've. They've had JV. They're building up a program. This is the first time that they have a senior high varsity team, gotcha. a girls varsity team this gotcha. year too as well. Gotcha, gotcha, So got that going on. So high school basketball has already started for some of the smaller schools that don't play football, and then the larger schools will start up in November. So we have that going on. So just lots and lots of sports. And, of course, if you are not a member of our team, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette team, you're missing out. It's Pat, it, Rick, it's like an Amtrak train it, it, or a bullet train. It's but going by. How do I get involved? How do I get involved in this train? Well, we'd like to have you on the team. I'm a bum. I want to jump on that train and get on there. We're a hobo, maybe. Yeah, hobo. hobo. There you go, hobo. Uh, so we can get you on that team by going to our website, nwaonline.com. Click on the subscribe button, and it's so simple. A caveman can do it, or a me can do it. Even Rick, even it, Ricky Fires, even Ricky Fires or Chip Souza could do it. Which yep. means the hobo, uh, hobo and his sidekick uh, could do it. So if you're not a member, uh, I don't know if you if you if you're if you have not seen the Saturday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Henry, four full pages of high school football every Saturday in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, I can't even tell you. You know, I need to ask Spencer this, but I think fifty photos minimum, fifty maybe sixty, seventy photos online in the digital edition. You click on the one photo, and and a whole gallery pops up of every game that we shoot. That includes the Northwest Arkansas games that we shoot, the River Valley games that we shoot, and the games in Little Rock that we shoot. Multiple, multiple photos, videos uh, from several of the games that that have you know post game you know interviews and highlights and things like that, and roundups of the smaller games and state scores. So, you know, then that's just one day. That's just in one day of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So if you call yourself a sports fan and you're not on this team, 
I got to take your sports fan card you're away. You're a fraud. From you. I got to take your card away yep, from you. Yep, got to take your card. You ain't uh, fooling anybody. <laughs> so, but we we would love to have you be part of our team, and and uh, because it's it's you're missing out if you're not. And uh, this is the best time of the lives of these high school athletes. We're here to document their successes, and uh, and and we you know we we work diligently to do that um, every day. Every day we do, and uh, we love to tell their stories, love to show their stories, and so love to have you be part of that team, nwaonline.com. Click on the subscribe button. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Sousa for Rick Fires, Paul Boyd, Henry Apple, and Leland, who bailed on us early. I'm even for him. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.